Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Good morning. Welcome back. And this episode is the second part in what I hope is going to be a triptych, a bit of a story about one family that I grew up alongside in the magical little neighborhood that I grew up in when I was a child called Sneedon's Landing. Now, if you Google it and you find out that today the people who live in Sneedon's are glittering, exciting celebrities like Bryce Dallas Howard and such. Um, you will think, oh my goodness, you grew up in a privileged and fabulous place. But it was not like that when I was a child. When I was a child, my grandmother bought the house that we grew up in for my mom, probably to get us all out of her own home because we had moved back there after my mom and dad got divorced when they were living in Italy. That's going to be a wild story for another day, but uh, my, we, my mother moved into my grandmother's house with my brother and me and probably a couple of dogs because she always had a couple of dogs. And I'm sure that my grandmother at a certain point said, you know what, it's worth um, the price of a house to get all these guys their own spot and so that I can have my peace and quiet back and I wouldn't blame her. So we moved into a strange little neighborhood that I got to love so much as a child. It was a place where we were welcome in anybody's home. It was a place where our dogs ran free and came home with treasures and things tied to their collars because they had spent an afternoon in someone else's company. And I'm going to tell you a story about that too later. But it was also a place of fantastic friendships because the people who inhabited this neighborhood were odd and funny and wonderful in that way of quirky artists. And this one family, the Grays, became great friends of ours. My mom befriended Peter, the son of Marion Gray, when we all lived in Sneedon's, and they fed each other's lunacy, I think, because they did some really crazy things together and had some wild adventures. But Peter was 
uh, the kind of person that was uh, slightly terrifying and also wonderful to a small child like me. He had this wild, bushy gray hair and these huge eyebrows that stuck straight up. And he was an enormous man with huge hands and feet. But he was jolly and loved to tell stories. And he told some incredible stories on one of the last occasions that I ever saw him because he had moved away long after. And when I was an adult, my mom said, oh, I'm going to have dinner with Peter. You want to come and uh, join us because I don't think you've seen him in years. So I did get a chance to hear some of these stories as an adult. Peter grew up in Sneedon's, his mom having moved there in the 40s, I want to say. And uh, so he was one of those kids that also had the run of the neighborhood as a child. And he has some incredible memories of doing things like rowing the rowboat while Lawrence Olivier and Vivian Lee had a date on the Hudson River. And maybe they were kissing in the back of the rowboat, but he was the one chosen to row them out onto the Hudson so that they could have spend an afternoon on the beautiful river having a picnic. What an incredible story there. Um, he also had a crazy sister, and I'm so tortured this morning because I've been trying to remember her name, but I'm going to call her Francie. And she was a Thatcher of all things. She had gone back to England and learned how to lay thatch on a roof. So Sneedon's Landing being what it was, people suddenly decided that thatched roofs was all the rage and everybody needed to have a thatched roof. Now, the Greys lived in the middle of Sneedon's Landing. Sneedon's Landing is a hill. It's a very long hill. And half of the hill goes downward toward the Hudson River, where the actual Sneedon's Landing was. Sneedon's Landing was so named because it was a ferry stop where the ferry would come across the river and land here so that people could um, come up to this neighborhood to their homes and the ferry was coming from New York City. And then the other half of the hill goes upwards towards Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory, which was also a fascinating uh, place where we would go and explore all the time as children. And that might be a story for another day too. But the Greys lived in the middle and when Francie was going to thatch people's houses. Sometimes they would be at the bottom of the hill and she would work all day long up on top of the roof, hauling hay up to the roof and sweating in the sun. And she would work until the sun went down. That was her marker for when the work day was done. And on her trudge up the hill, Sometimes she was just too tired and she would just pop into somebody's house and sleep on their couch. Now, this would never, never happen nowadays, 
But can you imagine you wake up and you go down for your coffee and there's someone just snoring away on your couch and you realize it's one of your neighbors. <laughs> it's such a crazy thing. But this got to be actually a fashionable thing. And people would call each other up in the morning on the phone and say, oh, Francie slept at my house last night. Aren't I the lucky one? It was such a crazy thing. And Peter tells the story with great glee and delight. So this last opportunity to hear his stories was such a delightful evening. He just went on and on telling story after story after story, and I don't even remember them all. And I wish that I had taken notes because he was an iconic figure of my childhood, and I would have loved to have remembered more. But alas, I guess I assumed that I would have more opportunities to hear them. And two weeks after this last dinner we had with him, he just suddenly died and he was gone. And I remember feeling terribly bereft because I had not paid sufficient attention to the stories that I loved and I laughed at in the moment, but I would have loved to have recorded them. Recorded them. So I guess this is a carpe diem kind of a story, but I'll leave you with one last one because it's going to lead into tomorrow's story as well. Peter and my mom drank together too much, definitely. This was my mom's thing back when I was a kid. These, this was the way that she hung out with her friends. Lots of drinking. And one night when they had had a few, they decided that wouldn't it be great to have a pool? And at Peter's house, uh, he lived on a small hill, part of the hill that was heading down to the river. And his yard was a quite a slope. But he decided that they should just dig themselves a pool in his yard. And they did it. They started that evening and then the next day they dug some more and they dug this pretty respectable, I'm gonna say 10 by 15 hole in the ground. And then they lined it with concrete and they poured water into it. And it was the most rustic crazy little swimming pool and because it was on a slope the deep end was downhill and the shallow end was uphill <laughs> so this is the way it went and it didn't have any filter or any kind of you know electronics at all it was just a glorified pond that was lined with concrete and my mom decided this was awesome and she needed to have one of her own as well so tomorrow, I'll tell you the story of our pool. That's my story about Peter and Marion Gray today. Connect with the people around you. Ask them questions. Be curious. Don't miss a moment. Thank you for listening. 
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.